This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. Welcome back, guys. Another episode. Yeehaw. Look, on this episode, uh, Mark and myself, we caught up with a fellow Nova Castrian, Mr. Matty John. We talked about his life story, um, how he came into photography and about his passion for starting the conversation about mental health and how he does that through his photography. So um, yeah, it was a good yarn and I hope you guys enjoy the, uh, enjoy the podcast. Anyway, let's go. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top deck. Top deck. Top deck. The, 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 the top deck podcast. Now leave your brain stimulated. Good afternoon, Joshua. Howdy, howdy. I thought I didn't put the SIM card in, eh? Always stressed out about that. I was stressing. Sometimes you'll see me do these. I was like, oh, shit. But usually we're like 50 minutes in or something, and I'm like, (laughs) this is a good yarn. Oh, no. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. How are we? (laughs) Good, mate. Busy. All right, man. Christmas rush. Yeah, that time of year, I think. Real, real busy. Ain't complaining. Enjoying the journey. Um, It's good to sit in here and chill out. And relax. Yeah, get away from the hustle and bustle of of the tradie life and um just kick back in here but yeah just busy bro yep. same old same old good and a um, bit of routine going on again now how'd you go with the drone footage this morning i didn't get it done because the roof has got the roof ripped off um so i didn't get to do that which that's all right i'm just going to get afters i think it is so yep. um it's a, it's it's a hard one because it's like yeah it's it's a massive massive house but it's like I know it's hard to explain, but we didn't even we didn't get it done. So I'll just get afters of this. It's the other one was good because of the roof respray, but um, yeah, it, end result will be the same. Fuck We're the yeah. best, baby. We're the best. <laughs> CJ Kelly, <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, nice, nice. What about you? Busy? Yeah, man. Work's busy. Christmas yeah. rush, you know, all the trades and everything. So it's um, yeah, it's flat out. It's yeah. um, I'll be good, man. Twenty third, knock off. Go not, back on the eleventh, and um, not long. It's like a nearly a month to mm, Christmas. Yeah, I know. Wow. So just yeah, pretty much do Chrissy around here and then um yeah. work out what the ex is doing with the um young fella and take him up north, I'd say. Get your dad's property. Yeah, get the boat out and that all Chrissy and I'll just I'll I won't even come back to New until I start work really. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, be good man. Good be plan. Good. Bloody oath. All, all right. right. Let's get into it. We'll uh, introduce our next guest. Um someone that I've probably known for a while and just seemed to um cross paths a bit more lately with with the path that we're on in life and um yeah maddie john how are you bud good bud the man behind um be better than yesterday uh thanks for having me boys much appreciated no thanks for coming on giving Uh, us your time how's your day (laughs) been brother yeah busy mate i was uh down at uh newcastle bars this morning getting some photos um and then i had a coffee with tes mckenna yeah uh it's a bit of a thursday ritual we got going and yeah. have a coffee with him and catch up and yeah just a really cool bloke and got to know over the last few months and someone i've always looked up to but yeah you know pretty lucky to call him a mate now so how yeah and then I after school fun. and yeah teaching the kids and here i am this afternoon good so balance, thanks mate. for having me yeah no man thanks for your time so you're a school teacher uh yeah i work in a high school do special education so i work as a support teacher in special ed so yeah, nice. yeah i love it man how'd yeah. you get into that I've uh, been doing it probably for eight years now, um, either behaviour kids or kids with special needs in either high school or primary school, and yeah, I love it. Most most rewarding job in the world. And Is it something um, that you were super passionate about yeah. like before, or was it just um, something that you sort of landed in your lap and you took 
advantage of it? Yeah, I, I, I was a youth worker there for a while with the Lambie Care and um, working with you know either special needs kids or kids with behaviour issues and um, I just got really lucky, got opportunity to school and just filtered from there and where I went and um, oh, it's just it's so rewarding just. Yeah, just the relationships you build and, you know, the connections you make and not just with them, their parents, other staff members and, yeah, yeah to see them grow. I've, you know, I've had these kids two years now and it's unreal. And, How good's that? Ah, it's the best feeling, man. That's awesome. Especially as a dad myself, it's it's very rewarding and I suppose you get, get that kind of father nature almost, you know. Yeah. I suppose it's, it's a bit different in special ed. You kind of, yes, they're there for school purposes, but academics kind of yeah. out the window a little bit to a degree. It's more that social skill and, and making them feel safe. Yeah, yeah, having that safe environment, and their parents knowing they've got a safe environment to drop them off and pick yeah. them up from, and yeah, special. it's very rewarding. Yeah, it's a very special job. So I'm yeah. very lucky to be a part of it. Fuck yeah, man, I like it. So that's government. That's yeah, a government yeah, job. Well, yeah. even better. Yeah, even better. Than <laughs> you, man. Six weeks holiday coming up. Yeah, <laughs> how good's that? Yeah, plenty of photography. Yeah, fuck yeah, nice. You going away or? Um, I, my family live in Wollongong, so I'll probably duck down there and see them. And my best mate lives up in up in the Goldie, so. Yep. I kind of might venture up there too. So, how, nice. how do you detach from? How do you detach from work? Like, uh, is it that's how you got into photography, or um, a little it'd bit? It'd be, yeah. be super draining, wouldn't it? A little bit, yes. Yeah. Oh, had a bit of a thing this afternoon where <laughs> on the way here I had to listen to the podcast. I went and got a. Um, a boost juice before I come here to calm down. <laughs> Incident with a student before I come here, but um, you know what? Those those kids are they're like that way for a reason. Yeah, they're, you know they've either got an intellectual disability or behaviour disability or what it may be. So yeah, I've been doing it long enough to know how to detach, and uh, I just I'm at the point now you can leave work at work, and yeah, as soon as you walk out that door, you you reset and go again. Yeah, that's very healthy, isn't it? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast where they had a psychic on there, and they were just discussing things, and you know the majority of problems at home are, are because people aren't happy in their work and yep. then you know mm. they're bringing that unhappiness back home with them and yeah it's just causing risks so. yeah i had a discussion with um with the boys at work um about like i try to attract people to come or if i was to get people to come to my company it, it wouldn't be a monetary choice it's a lifestyle choice um and when i've got an i got a new guy that's come worked like the last couple of weeks and we were walking through the shops. We knocked off early yesterday and we were walking through the shops and he goes, I see what you mean about lifestyle choice because he's used to working bigger hours and stuff like that. And yep. I'm like, see, it's like, I'm not saying that it's shit money, but it's a, it's a, and that's what I went out in business for. It's a lifestyle yep. choice. I don't want to be a slave to my career. Mm. I want to have a good career, but I, I don't want to be a slave to it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to be have outlets. I don't want to wake up every morning and go, fuck, I've got to go to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, man, that's... What is it? What's brain. I say? First what? Five seconds? Ten yeah. seconds? What's he say? You excited or not? <laughs> that's what he says. Some mornings. <laughs> you excited to get up or not? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got one of his shirts on? The YKTR? I do. I do. I'm a big fan of us. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, getting around, fan. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's free right. content that he puts out. I was listening to one yeah. with Mark Boris. Do yeah. you have you heard that I've one? I've even heard Mark Boris's new podcast oh, too. Man, yeah. that was one of the best podcasts I've listened to. Like yep. just knowledge wise for me and like where I'm at and what things I need to hear and put in my ears. Um, Yeah, that was a fucking really good listen. I, I feel that. like I'm fucking cheating on Joe Rogan, bro, if I go and listen to a different <laughs> podcast. I feel like I'm cheating on my boyfriend. Yeah, but he's like, I, know, I love Joe Rogan, hours, but bro. some of them like that, he talks to some people and I just can't connect. Yeah, it's hard to put your head into it. Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. but 
majority of them, like when he gets fucking the real deals, I'm like, yeah, we're on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but Ice does throw out good content, just even through his social media, those, smart. you know, those Twitter yeah. type bloody yeah. little smart posts man. that he does. Yeah. Really smart man. Mm. Yeah. And that's just all come from reading, you know what yeah. I mean? He's just red, 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 red. So that's it. It's good how he, like, you know, obviously was a footy player. And now he said his life's better outside of footy. Yeah. It's not his identity. Yep. So even his businessman like that, YKTR, that's. Oh. Blowing up, taking off, hasn't massive. it? Mm. Yep. Massive. Every second person you see on the streets wearing it. Yeah, oh, wearing it, and he's not, like just even the way he does his limited edition drops. Like he does those, those um, what was it? Those uh, All Star Kobe red yep. pants there yeah, the other yeah. day, and boom, gone. All just sold out. So That's smart. He's good at marketing, man. Fuck, he is. He was saying a little bit on there about like just the the funnels in the Facebook marketing and stuff, and I'm like, fuck, what are you talking about? But it's something that I'll probably look into later on. Mm. Down track for myself. But. Something you don't see though, you know what I mean? Like with all the leverage he would have with his footy career, mm. he doesn't really use a lot of footy players and that sort of thing to no. market his product. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you're right. I think at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. To get him off the ground, like him and Corey, him and, and Corey, Corey and Chico and that, like that would have been their way in. Yep. But now it's just all built off his knowledge. Yep. Which is fuck very smart guy. Yeah, no, it is easy. Look up to him. Hey. Oh, we're, we drew, we're, we're coming up with him soon, eventually. Oh, well, fuck, yeah. I, don't know. I think he's email. too busy, yeah. I don't know. He usually gives back and um, goes on like a, a string of podcasts, okay. and we're on the list for that. So whether that comes, I'll wait for the email. I'll no, let me know. I won't. I won't, I won't yeah, what I won't, won't Sit in the bro. corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time. On the ladder, look. <laughs> bro, we'll be fucking plugging your laptop into a TV, mate. I want a big version of him on here because I think it's through Zoom. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah. yeah sweet. Yeah. I don't want to be looking on a laptop, man. We put that on the big screen. Hey, don't hold so. your breath, but we'll yeah, try. Yeah, we'll see what happens, so. All right, let's take it back a bit. Um, how was it growing up? Where, where are you from? Born and bred Newey? Yep, born and bred Newey. Cardiff boy. Yep. Yeah, went to Cardiff the diff. High. Yeah, the diff. Yeah. Went to Cardiff High and, um, yeah, grew up with all the boys at Kirinari there and, yep. yeah, bummed around with them. You played, played footy at Central and, um, yeah, got all the way through to year 12. And um, How was you as a kid? Oh, Good kid? It's pretty, it's pretty ironic because I'm actually back teaching at Cardiff High. So yeah, right. Yeah, it's... Um, some back te- memories. Yeah, some teachers will say I was a little shit, but I don't know. Do you reckon you cop a bit of karma little now bit. you're oh, a teacher? For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I wasn't... Um, I wouldn't say I was the worst kid there, but my... Uh, yeah. I guess my attention span was at sport. <laughs> I used to have this note. I remember my old girl... Um, she signed this permission slip for me to go represent the school and um, I didn't have to hand it in one day so I was smart about it. Anyway, I left it on the roof of my me do- me drawer in my me, in me room. So every time I want to represent the school, I pull it out up against the window, sign the old girl's name. And anyway, I used to steal five cigarettes off my old girl every day and I used to sell it to the boys. <laughs> $2 a pop, $5 would be for lunch, $5 a pocket it and that's how I used to play school sport. Yeah. Like I used to, beach volleyball, Chess, anything, anything it was, I'd Get put my hand up. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I just, oh yeah, school wasn't really for me, but it was more yeah, the yeah. social. And, of course, you know, I left home at fifteen, and um, that was probably, yeah, that was probably the big turning point in my life, I suppose. Um, yeah, I was, I wasn't the naughty kid, but I was definitely the sheep, I suppose. And what you know. made you leave home that young? Um, there was definitely some um, clashes there with me old girl and me stepdad, and um, yeah, we kind of that relationship kind of broke down a little bit and probably wasn't the, the greatest relationship. So I just, yeah, I, I, me- I remember it like it was yesterday. I finished school and I just knew 
I wasn't going home and I had enough and I think they had enough as well. And yeah, I remember, I remember just walking around the streets of Cardiff one afternoon, just had nowhere to go, didn't know what I was going to do. Had, well, my boy's mum, we were together at the time kind of thing, just kind of starting off real early and um, bummed around, bummed around, bummed around and she ended up coming to see me and then, yeah, stayed, stayed at their house for a couple of nights and then um, one of my good mates' parents, they took me in for Oh, probably a month there, just couch surf for a bit. Yeah. And then another mate's family, they took me in for quite a while as well and just got me through school. There was a couple of teachers there at school that really wrapped me under their wing, got me through school as well. And and then my boy's mum, um, her parents, they basically become my legal guardians and until I was 18, got me through 11 and 12 and yeah. into TAFE and things like that. So, yeah, I owe them a lot too, I suppose. So You don't yeah. realise too, eh, like, you know, how much, like how big of a deal that is for them to do that and then till yeah. you become a parent yourself and then you're yeah, like, it's a big thing mm, big thing then you can reflect on and yeah. just go wow like you know they've really put themselves it was a, out it was for a tough, especially to finish school like okay yes i didn't get great hsc marks but for me it was just about completing it yep. and that that was the goal and you know some pretty awesome people in my life and those people are still in my life that's good um that really got me through that end result okay there's probably still a few hiccups there along the way yeah. but you know, it's made me who I am today. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yeah, but them sure. little hiccups, you know, considering, man, like, you know, you, you left home and that at, what, 15, yeah. like you just said, you know, like, fuck, it could have been a lot worse. Big thing. Yeah. Did, did that um affect you in any way, shape or form as you got older? Like, uh, going through that when you were young? Yeah, a little bit. I suppose I didn't talk to my olds for a good couple of years there. And I suppose when we get to my mum passing away, that, that kind of leads into that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't talk to them for quite a while and then it was, you know, we tried again and then it failed, tried again, failed kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I suppose trust issues mm. in, I suppose, relationships, even relationships <laughs> and friendships as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I was probably a little bit different. I probably still am <laughs> in a way. I'm getting a lot better, but I was probably a little bit socially awkward as well or, I suppose, like my my old man and my mum, they separated when I was only I was about five, I think. So, I suppose I had a lot of anger issues too, and a lot of boys, if you talk to them or people mm. you know, like, you know, it's pretty embarrassing to talk about it. But I, like I said, geez, but when we started, I'm pretty open and honest. But a lot of those anger issues were probably because I kind of, yeah, I was probably angry with the world about my mum and dad being separated or whatnot, and um, you know, I was always getting sent off at footy or you know, touch footy, carrying on like an idiot. And I look back at it now and I just go, well, who's that? Like, it's yep. embarrassing. But yeah. I don't know, if you delve deep into those into those breakdowns and those, I suppose, Child that aggression, yeah, yeah, I suppose that's a, yeah, it's that's a character of that. It's definitely not embarrassing. Like, you know, that that's your blueprints that you got yeah. to grow up with. Like, yep. I can relate in so many ways. Like, I haven't met my dad before. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I think, for me, it was like abandonment issues, and like you said, in mm. relationships and friendships, or something yeah. like I would self sabotage yeah. and think that they abandoned me, and yep. that, that would be like an ongoing thing for me going through life. So, like, yep. it's definitely not embarrassing. It's like part of your blueprints, and that's why yep. I asked the question because it's like, yeah, for sure, it's for me. I notice every conversation that I have, whether it's on here, whether it's with someone in the public, or you can always take it back to childhood. Mm. Majority of people's adversities that they go through are, are stemmed from childhood, I believe. You know, m some not, but I learned a lot of that stuff when I was away and that's why I asked the question, you yeah, know, because when you question. keep stripping it back, we're like, I got told we're like onions. Mm. We've got so many layers. And if you keep stripping that back to the core, 
that's when you get to find out, okay, okay, yeah, maybe that. And then what you can implement to deal with them traumas or, yeah. you know what I mean? That's fucking special. Yeah, you know, for sure. Heaps. I've definitely worked really hard in the last, probably more, probably, it's probably when I signed with West actually a couple of years ago. That's when I really was like, hang on a second, look where I am. <laughs> and it was just like, I can't, you can't be doing that here. You do that there, see so you're out the door. Yeah. And it was a, for me, it was a big privilege to be there the last few years. And I suppose those last three years there probably really created who I am today and got rid of those issues, especially on the field. Because, you know, I can't be using that that um, arena mm. to disperse that anger inside and, you know. Because so it was getting, like, it was getting hard with teammates. Like, my team, teammates didn't even want me on the field with them. Yeah. You know, that was hard. That yeah, was really yeah. hard. Do you think, like... You know, your mum and dad separating at such a young age that you always had a wall up if anyone else come into your mum's life. Like, and yeah, that's why yeah, you yeah. Did, yeah. You um, I mean? yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't really remember my dad living with us. Yeah, okay. All I remember is my old man driving in the driveway and jumping in the car with my brother. That was it. I don't really remember. I don't ever really remember them being together. Um, you know, my old man remarried. I got two two half sisters. My old girl remarried and got two stepsisters, so we're a big family. Big family yeah. yeah, so... You get along with them all? Um, a little bit, yeah. I suppose um, every family's different, mm. <laughs> to be honest. And um, I suppose since my mum's passed away, that, that relationship's kind of broken down, that side of things. And um, I suppose the opposite way with my old man is the opposite, trying to build that relationship now, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a challenging couple of years, that's for sure. You reckon so. it's like because my old girl, like, and my old boy were never together. You know what I mean? So like, like I always live with me old girl, but like even when she got the partner that she's with now, Michael, like, you know, like as soon as she sort of got with him, or even the previous relationships, like I think it was Harry back when I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Like I'd always act out mm. and that sort of thing, and whether or not it was because like of you know like there's that. You hope, like you hope that there's like a, I was about to say a that. chance of like your old boy coming back in your life yeah. with your mother, like whether that's when, why you're acting out. Yeah, I remember when I was young, I, you know, like me old man and I've, we've got a relationship, but it's never been that father son. Yeah, mm. you know, and he'll probably listen to this and he'll agree, you know. And I remember when I was young, you know, I was I was a good sprinter, so I was always at state level things like that. I look up, my old man would be in the crowd, footy, he'd be up in the crowd, things like that. Even to this day, I look up playing for West, be in the crowd. Yeah. So, but. You know, I owe a lot to my stepdad too. He pro he came into my life when I was, oh, I think I was about nine from memory. Um, and like, even there, like, that's my old girl, my two brothers and my stepdad yep. tattooed on my ribs because, you know, he, he did play a huge role in my life. You know, he taught me a lot of things and I suppose really took that role in teaching me how to be a man. So that's why that's there. Because at the time, that was my family. Yep. You know, and that's what all my tattoos represent, my family. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's not until you get older that you really appreciate f what they did. Yeah. Like, as, you know. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it's like similar yeah. to what I just said before. Like, you, you have an understanding of what they yeah. are actually committing to, you yeah. know what I yep. mean? Like, well, like, my stepdad's a roofer, right? So, I, I, was, I remember as a young fella, you know, 45 degree days, me and my brothers are out the back swimming in the pool. He's on a roof, you know, to keep a roof over our head. Yeah. So there's the metaphor in that. Yeah. Remember him coming home and he'd be wrecked, have a long neck and that, he'd be, he'd be gone. Yeah. But he was doing that for our family. So, you know, that's what that represents. He did a lot for us. And they also, you know, like they have, you know, like th 
first they got to create that bond mm. they got to break that barrier down you know of this of this child that doesn't no 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 mm. i'm not accepting this mum. you know i'm not accepting any of this so they got to break that wall down then they create that bond and then you know at any time if if your mother and your stepfather you know split mm. like he's just got to give that away that relationship away you know what mm. i mean like it's you know like not like well give it away and that's it but he can still keep that bond but that's yeah. a lot harder to keep like you know he's created a bond he's he's got another son mm. he loves him and then you know like that that can just go away from that person yep Most tough relationships are triggers man very tough massive mm. triggers for people mm. and you talk to you know people that are going through tough times and there'd be i don't know i'm not a stat man but there'd be a lot a lot of percentages on relationship but breakdowns in people with mental health issues and stuff mm. like that it's um yeah they're tough mm. they're rewarding but tough <laughs> very rewarding <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no but um, i agree with that yeah i had that conversation uh, with a friend like yeah, about she had um she'd split from um her ex and and he had two kids you know and she'd created that bond over the two three years mm-hmm. and now like at first once they split the bond was still there but it's just gradually separating and yeah. separating and separating and it's hard for her you know she's put all that time in and, and helped them grow up to be these young men mm. um, it's a huge role huge mm. roles as, as a step parent you know i'm in the same position with my two sons if i was ever to get a new partner that's that's a huge role that that person would have to take to you know my boys are six and four now that's a big role that Mm. you know they're still young enough to you know Mm. to accept that kind of thing and not you know learn and grow into that mold and you know there's so many things you got to look at a lot of factors you know a lot of factors oh so much i'm super grateful for what my daughter has and her mum's like married yep and um it's not until now or now i'm in recovery before i was like didn't give a fuck mm. you know what i mean i was like yeah the walls up. i didn't i didn't get to see i got to see my daughter a fair bit but at the start i didn't because of my own fucking stupid behavior and then yeah. i was like well fuck didn't really care and didn't realize obviously he was in her life and i was resentful about that but never had resent resentment towards him just resentment towards the situation and um yeah. but it's now i look back and i'm like fuck, i'm grateful for it like yeah. you know and my daughter like has two loving males that she can look up to yeah. no matter Two what role models. Is. yeah mm. and like when you can get clarity and around that and be fucking grateful about that like i know i probably don't sit down and give, like reflect on that enough and i'm like man it's, it's good to be in the position i am mm-hmm. because co-parenting is hard yeah but i'm just lucky <laughs> that my daughter's mum is a bloody legend you know yeah. and she's seen me through my darkest days because yep. she always said we talked about this on a couple of podcasts before um she always said to me that you're a good person you just make silly choices mm. and she, so she's always had belief no, i can relate that. to that yeah so she always had belief in me that i could i, I could turn it around and now i finally have it's like fuck, now i can repay is by mm-hmm. staying on this journey that i'm on and uh, sure, becoming man. a better person so ah. yeah they're, they're, i don't know co-parenting is hard but i don't know i think i lucked out as well you know it's pr- i'm pretty lucky to be sitting in the position i am yeah no, sure, def- man. it definitely has its tricky times you yeah. know, no oceans calm forever nah. as i say but um you know but when but you, you just you gotta you gotta remove the emotion the connected yeah. between each other it's and about it's about yeah the kids. and it's about the about kids, the kids. Yeah. and yeah. The, once you remove that emotion connected to each other and 
it's um, easier to get a bit of clarity around, oh, okay, yep. you know what I mean? I'm yeah. in the same boat. My, my boy's mum, she's best mum going around. My, yep. You know, my boy's fed, good clothes, good yep. family around them. You know, I'm pretty lucky too in that regard. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're, you're single, is that what you just said before? Yeah. 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 Yep. So, if, like, it's a hard process, isn't it, to, um, like, not to find someone, but, you know what I mean, like, you could be seeing someone or anything, but, like, to find whether or not it's the right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not just for yourself, but for your kids and everything, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can't. Man. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 you it's know, tough. it's not for every girl either, you know. It's, no, no. You know, and there's probably been people that I've spoken to, and as soon as you say kids, they turn running out the door. Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah, that's 100%. their decision, and, yep. you know, you'd want to know early. But I suppose I'm really open and honest, and, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm you've pretty, got to be. I'm pretty yeah. proud. Of, I'm pretty, I'm really proud to be a dad, and I'm still growing that relationship with my boys. We, I probably had a really similar, mm. I had a really rocky start when they were young. Like we split, what, oh, they were only four. What were they 19 and 19 months and five months i think it was yep. and i went you know a fair few months there without even seeing them mm. for a while while that separation was going so you know the last few years i've had to work really hard on building that relationship you know i started to get them a couple of times a week so yep. i'm still growing that and yeah you know, we've got a good relationship now but it definitely needs to grow but like you said you know when it comes to finding that person is you know i'm not just thinking of myself i'm thinking are they suitable as mm. a good role model for my kids yep. mm. you know it's a big yeah, role then there comes like you know then there's like that next uh, like i guess some my young fellas three and a half so you know then there comes the next phase of then you introduce them yeah which you know like i've always said to my ex like you know we'll we'll let the each other meet that person first it's a mm. respectful thing you know so yeah. that would happen if if that was the case but then you know then you got to introduce them to your kid. Then you got to think how would they react to someone else showing me re affection yeah. instead of their mother. Mm. So then you've got to slowly introduce affection to them. Like there's just all these processes. And and if you don't think about this stuff, it comes back to that's where the trauma starts. You know, mm. the childhood trauma, all that sort of stuff. This is where that kicks from. So you've really got to think about this stuff. I think it's time is uh, i've noticed it's time yeah, like I if you him. if like um i used to just be a leapfrog yep. you know but like if you give time and to work on you like you have with boss and you and you know how you what you've been separated 18 months close close to and that 18 months has pretty much been strictly you and boss yeah and you doing personal development mm. so when you do find someone you've created that bond with him that Oh, he sees dad happy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. that's, that's the important part for people mm. to understand. It's not like, oh, you know, a lot of people try to fix themselves through other people. Yeah, yeah, you can't uh, do that. No, you I can't. think I did that. Yeah. I think I really, yeah, everyone I has, I, I believe. Like, I, I only, I've only introduced my, my kids to two exes and they would have been too young for the first one, but I, my ex last year we were together, she was like amazing, like the best person ever for them. We, we, you know, obviously didn't work out, but um, I th that was really hard when we finished because all my kids, my kids won't come and oversee me. They'll come over and see her. Mm. So that we weren't just ending a relationship with me. Mm. It was the, between the three of us. So that was really hard. But this 2020s has been all me and the boys. And it's been that. really cool, man. Yeah, it's been really cool in that regard. Do you feel you've reached the peak of your development personally this year? I reckon the person I am now has not been the same person mm. for 31 years. 
I'm thirty two now, so this year's finding your true identity. This is, yeah, this, yeah. Mm. I find I've I was only saying this to Owie the other day when I caught up with him at the beach the other day, and this is the first time in my life I'm hundred percent comfortable, mm. and that anxiety and you know I was saying before that where I was a bit socially awkward, mm. yeah, that's kind of gone, and I've just got this different presence about. I, it's a really nice, humbling feeling of you know being able to help other people or. Yeah. Sydney doing this yeah. or whatever. It's passion for me. It's passion and purpose. You find yep. passion and purpose, and it, it allows you to create your true identity. I think like so. whether you do it for photography, you know, and, yep. and like, and you do it really well. So once you find that, you can yep. be more comfortable with who you are and what you have to offer, and you stay in your lane. You know what I mean? I so, think so anything else? Well, this time last year, put it this way. I was hardly working and I, I literally had to give my brand new car back to the bank. Mm. I literally, I, I was get I was literally having to get a train or a bus or walk or ride a bike to work. I was hardly working, you know, stand, standing back watching a brand new car mm. get put on the back of a, on the back of a truck on game one of origin last year. It's pretty, it was pretty gut wrenching, pretty fucked to be mm. honest. Like yeah. as, uh, last year that yeah, game one of Origin that was the lowest point of my life by far. And because of that, though, my decisions and it was my my errors that got me to that position and broke down a relationship that potentially could have worked out really well. Mm. Um, yeah, I've worked really hard on that personal development and, you know, self-worth mm. to get me to sitting here. They're blessings, man. Yeah, for um, sure, man. Like, I never want to be in that position rock, ever again. Yeah, rock, ever. rock bottoms and adversities like that, they're blessings. Yeah. Like, I've taken all mine on now and like they're all blessings because how where where else are you going to look at yourself no nah, i agree if you're stuck in your own shit and, and you and you're playing a victim or whatever you are when, when are you going to have time to sit back and go oh my life's fucked mm. you don't no you don't that's insanity doing the same thing expecting a different result it's just like a fucking ferris wheel yeah, you yeah. go around and around and around and you don't until something like something like what happened to you or something like anyone like there's fucking pivotal moments in life and they're blessings they're not mistakes they're not poor me poor me no. and it's easy for me to say now yeah being in a position i am but like yeah but you can only say that from experience yeah that's, that's exactly right. right experience like, gets fucking blessings man and that's probably one thing i'm proud of i've never I, through that those dark times never once did i cry poor me ever mm. like yes i'm surrounded with amazing people I really, I'm really proud of myself of how I've, I dug myself mm. out of that hole and where I am t today. So It's a shit place to be. I was, <laughs> oh, I was sure. in it for fucking years and years and years, just yep. self-pity. You just don't think, you, you can't, you can't even think how you're going to get out of it. No. You're just so stuck in, it's it's like this dark tunnel. You don't know, you don't know when you're going to see light But again. you feel safe in there and that's the yeah. fucking. Well, I, like, I was living in a one part. bedroom unit, hardly working, like, the turning point for me, there was a day last year, it was fucking stinking hot, and my boys go, Dad, can we go to the beach? I never have a card to take them there, mm. <laughs> you know? you know. And I had I hardly had any money, couldn't even go buy ice blocks from the servo. Mm. Me and my two boys, you know, in a, in a hot box, mm. and I was just like, nah. From that, yeah, from that day on, I was just like, nah. And just, I've worked my ass off ever since. So. What was the first uh, implement you, you brought into your life that started to make you feel better about it um i suppose just 
getting out getting out of the house connection was, yeah connecting back to society because it was easy to withdraw there was days where i wouldn't even leave the house and that's mm. that's the honest truth there were, you know i the, we're very lucky at west there we get the gym just down the road from where i live at lambton and i was running every day mm. get the gym sometimes i'd go twice a day mm. but i wasn't working but at least i was getting out and doing something like and then going to pre-season the start of this year i reckon that's the fittest i've been in my life and COVID hit and but yeah that was the turning point I just went nah fuck this I'm not sitting around my ass all day watching Netflix or whatever mm. yeah got up ran down the gym every day or rode my bike or whatever and got got you know I'm landing a full-time job this year and yeah got myself a new car and hey, yeah really nice. worked hard to yeah be where I am now that's good brother it's easy to be lazy yeah, it's oh, easy to get stuck in them, right? It was yeah. easy to be comfortable. Mm, yeah, get so out of comfort. But if you're broken down inside, um, everyone says it every, like that. You have conversation. If you're broken down inside, you're gonna eat shit. You're gonna be- beat yourself up. You're not gonna want to train because you got no motivation. And then you're in a bad headspace. You got yep. low self-esteem, and then just keeps going off. I think every goal that I set for this year, I've pretty much achieved. Oh, good work. You know, like we mo- I've, My goal was to move into a house where my, my kids had their own bed and own room. Yeah. Done that. How, how Car, fucking work. rewarding is that? Mate, they still sleep in my bed, but they still got their own room. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that, that storm, that storm the other night, they jumped in with me, but I don't any excuse. The storm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get in here with Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dad was shitting no, himself. I do it all the time. <laughs> me, thunder, me, me thunder buddies. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was wild. She was a wild, man. Yeah, yeah, I wish I had. I was... Kind of, I was out in my balcony trying to take photos, and the boys were too scared to, to come inside. So. <laughs> but yeah, nah, fucking nah. So yeah, I've you know full time job, got myself a car. Obviously, this photography stuff I'm doing. Yeah, we'll touch on that. Uh, a, a, yeah, a bit, a just bit small after. steps, right? Oh, small mm. steps, man. But I'm happy. I'm and happy and comfortable where I am. Yeah, consistency. That's the key. Before we move on from that, like um, you touched on your mum's passing. You mm. want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was um, that was really hard. I suppose. How long ago was that? Uh, two years. Yeah. I suppose this is probably the first time I've spoken about it, like in this in depth. But when um, when my boy's mum and I separated, my olds and I, we went we went that entire duration for two and a bit years. There, we didn't. I didn't even talk to my old girl. Nothing. Didn't talk. She, you know, she had every right without getting into it. You know, I probably. Yeah, I was. I was definitely in yeah probably in the wrong in a little bit in a ways but we probably just outgrew each other you know we were together from year nine in high school so we were together when we were teenagers obviously you grow different um different values and you know she's still a lovely person yeah we fight but end of the day she's still my kid's mum mm. yeah that respect level there you know spent half my life with this woman but we just grew apart and yeah so my and in saying that too i'm, I'm happy Looking now, mum's gone. I'm I'm kind of happy she went that way because if she didn't go with the boys, boys' mum's side, then she wouldn't have got to spend her last years with my kids and have the relationship they would because you know how much I see them. So, looking back at it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But I mean, I got this phone call one day, and um, and it was about my mum. Mum's in hospital. She's not good. I'm like, yeah, she'll be alright. Anyway, she had rheumatoid arthritis and the doctor said she'd have like a good 20, 25 years and I never thought anything. Anyway, we played footy that day and at, at, uh, at home there and I come home and I was pretty upset and, and I rang Matty Atkinson, and, you know, and I, I rang, I've got so much respect for that man and 
I rang him and told him what happened. He goes, the first thing you do, you're going to get up out that hospital and see your mum. And, yeah, that was hard. That, that Making that first step was really hard. And anyway, I went up there. Anyway, I remember sitting there outside in this lobby bit and sitting there. Wait, they went and washed, washed her in the showers up there and I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. And I heard this coughing and mum had this distinctive cough. Anyway, I was sitting there and I just, I didn't, I couldn't even look. I just, just started boring my eyes out. Just mm. knew. I'm <laughs> nearly trying talking about That's it. Right, and um, yeah, she just walked past and yeah, grabbed my hand and yeah, it's pretty hard. Mm. So tough. Yeah, tough gig. Like I said, that's the first time I've spoken about it. That's, no, that's good. Yeah, so then we um, we literally spent seven weeks, seven weeks in hospital watching her die, pretty much. Nearly lost her a few times and um, um, yeah, the hospital were great. Like they set up my old man with a, well, you can just tell me old man, but my stepdad um, with a bed in the room, he, you know, not once did he leave her side. Mm. Not once ever. Beautiful. Not one time did he ever leave. And um, yeah, there's, we de- you know, I got to sit there and have a moment with mum for a couple of hours and we had a pretty big D&M and I wouldn't say we patched things up but it got to a point where I was comfortable enough and I think she was too. And like I said earlier, we didn't have the grace relationship and but I was comfortable and the day still my mum, I love her, you know. Yep. She she did everything for us kids, especially when she was a single mum, mum of three boys. And, um, yeah, like I said, we were all in the room together when she passed and it was probably wasn't the... <laughs> Probably wasn't the greatest thing to watch ever. Just yeah, still still gets me. But, but that um, time, especially. But yeah, that that seven weeks mm. is something that I'll never forget. And you know, would but thank God you did it. Yeah. Uh, know, if, like I didn't Matt, if I didn't ring, if I didn't ring Matty that day, I, I probably got no. And that's and that's a big reason why another big connection as to why I love West so much because of the brotherhood and you know the the next week. Like Mum died on the Monday, Monday night, and we had to, I, we had to play Macquarie that weekend to make the semis and i went to train the next night and look what the fuck are you doing here you know you should be with your family but that's how much that club meant to be me at that time mm. so and still does but yeah to, to lose you to lose your mom like that and, mm. you know I, that's probably one of my biggest regrets in life i should have reached out a lot earlier and then another like you said we're going to touch on it soon don't hold on to that but nah, nah. because but, um, well i had no photo i had no photos of mum we had no photos at all like that so just getting that time, bro. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't speak for your hurt, but no. or, or what you feel for that. But like, don't dwell on what you could have, couldn't have done. No. Like, I'm good with it now. I'm, I'm like at peace with it now. That time that you got to spend, them last minutes that you got to spend mm. with your mum, well, could have been none. Is yeah, but that's what you you need to cherish in your heart. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? valuable. Yeah, it's man. It's oh, precious. for sure, man. So precious, bro. She, she was uh, even up to her last minute. She was the life of the party, man. Mm. Like the nurses loved her. It was so good. But I, I, I remember I stayed. I asked if the nurses if I could stay. Mm. And after she passed, and it, all my family went back to our family home, and I stayed. Nurse let me help dress her and get her ready for the morgue and that. Special. And then the next day, I just, I just had to do it. But I actually went down to the morgue to see her. As much as they, they tried to stop me from doing it, it was just something I needed to do. Mm. And um, I went and did that. And <laughs> Mum had this fucking list, everything to the, to the T, what she wanted after she died. Like, what she dressed, everything, funeral, songs, everything, like the works. Like we had a private ceremony on the Tuesday and it was open casket. 
and like well, that was fucking weird mm. and then the thursday same thing like it was just mum like yeah. and then there's this there at the end of the funeral they played this um this voiceover of like this person it wasn't mum but it it was same as mum's laugh and fuck it was just infectious man yeah. she had this everywhere she went i was only saying this to someone yesterday everywhere she went doesn't matter where she was people just just gravitated towards her mm. she had this thing and i don't know what it is with my two boys but they've got this similar trait like we're at the bars monday night just having a swim and people just gravitated to them it yeah. was because was, that was all they were doing was jumping into the water off the off the edge and being ninja turtles and stuff but energy bro yeah, people, yeah exactly people just gravitated to them yeah. And mm. so yeah i think there's a little bit of meow girl in them so of it's pretty special and they, oh, they like you said they they were around your mum a lot yeah so they yep. that, every time we drive past the hospital john hunter there they said oh can we go see nana or yeah, right. nana's in heaven or stuff like that yeah. i've got this glass bauble at home it's got a blue spiral through it and mum's ashes through it and they know it's oh, mum yeah it's pretty special man yeah it's very special nice. yeah man but i'm um, so i'm so glad you got to yeah to, to do that that's fucking yeah it's helped me a lot yeah for sure oh, for sure like yeah yeah don't don't um dwell on what you what you couldn't and couldn't have done but nah. just um yeah, that, How was the that grieving process moment. after that? Um, yeah, definitely, um, definitely challenging. I suppose um, during that period, I went through <laughs> literally what was going through like a relationship breakdown during that time as well. So that was really hard, and um, oh, even just I, w- I went down because my family lived in Wollongong. Went down and spent some time with them come back to, for footy i didn't play I, maddie didn't outplay me that weekend it was probably a good decision i was just that my head was just fucked mm. to be honest i remember You're trying to escape well this is how fucked like i was <laughs> i had a fucking brand new car and i had to come back from wollongong and i put petrol in a fucking diesel car oh, no. lucky it got back just not present just, no it was not present at all yeah. we ended up getting beat we went back to a pub ended up going out on the just on the drink all night yeah just got lippy and up mm. in a punch up like yeah. that's not me and then just drinking every day drinking every day drinking every day and just downward spiral trying, trying to escape like, i think i went like three or four days and just yeah, had some pretty dark thoughts there man and um some some definite dark thoughts about it in my life went through my head and i pretty much implemented a few strategies there of how's i hadn't even planned how i was going to do it i just did not want to be here and yeah it's pretty like pretty fucked to be honest but i had some really good supportive people around me and boys at west and that and yeah you know i'm pretty lucky in that regard and yeah and ne- haven't had those thoughts for mm. ever since that moment do you feel sure. like it's because you might not have like like been lippy in that and ended up in a punch-up you feel like it's because you didn't let yourself actually like fully grieve and yeah and most process definitely. that whole loss the, the bloke i even going to fight with him and i have mates yeah right <laughs> he was he was just that blind as well yep. you know and just you know we still see each other all the time we always have a shake of hands and have a chat and, yep you know and he's you know what he was probably in a similar position and he's turned his life around he's you know engaged about to have a kid and building a house so yeah. good on him that's so. like i find i find, to find, escape. That, I find like, that people you punch on with though become close to them yeah i think that's my first ever punch up but <laughs> people like from like younger days and that sort yeah, of thing yeah, like yeah. there's that like he's been like through something together <laughs> uh, sort of thing he it's, jokes it's all the weird. time he, he reckons i didn't get any in but <laughs> <laughs> that's not what the sec he's telling but um <laughs> mate maddie atkinson top bloke Mate, yeah, you won't need you won't meet a better no, bloke than no, he's no, mate, so i was, I was actually in bali oh when my when my boy's mum and i separated i just could not be here i, I just and i was saying before i was really socially awkward and i was sitting at work one day and 
it was the last day of term and people were like, oh, you know, I'm going to Hawaii, I'm going to Foster, I'm going to the Gold Coast. Oh, what are you doing, Maddie? And like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, and I was sitting there, I was just like, fuck this. And I ended up booking a return flights to Bali. Anyway, and everyone thought I was joking. Anyway, I booked it for the next day, 7 a.m. I flew out the next day. <laughs> anyway, I sent in a group chat, me and a selfie on a plane, and that's when they believe me. But honestly, that those two weeks, they de- that saved my life. Mm. I had... And the amount of people that, that was over there, like Ev Atchinson yeah. and that, yeah, yeah, they were over there. Like, um, I caught up with Jace Moody and his family, um, and just people that I, you know, never met before. Yeah. Um, and I just become this different person. Was out talking with people and out having a beer, or you know, end up getting a taxi out to um, Uluwatu and just spend a couple of nights out there. There's nothing out there, just going through sitting on the beach i remember i took a six-pack bing tang in my speaker and i went through these caves at padang padang temple and i just sat there for hours mm. just reminiscing of my life and here i was with no one around just listening to music and having a drink and enjoying the ocean you know what i like i know what i take out of that is you did something for yourself yeah first probably first time in a long time that's yeah and yeah. man there's so much when you start to do things for yourself because your kids and the people around you, or this is what I've learnt, is they're only going to benefit from you being a better version of yourself. Mm. So the more we do for ourselves, the better off other people are. Yeah, most and definitely. That seems like where the turning point was there for you. You yep. did something for yourself. Spontaneously. Well, even when I was over there, I got I got this new tattoo when I was over there, and I got the two doves there. So they're my two sons. So and their birthday because I'm hopeless with dates. <laughs> Same. I was so bad. So, but then I've got this eagle wing here, so it represents that my boys are always under my wing. Yep. Yeah, that's right. what that represents. So, yeah, I got that's that over cool, there, man. and just a bit of a reminder of that holiday too. And yeah. I needed that time just to get away from Newcastle, get away from all the the turmoil and all what's going on. But like I said, I owe a lot to Maddie as well because yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here without him. That's for yeah. sure. And I, I ring him once a week, or he still rings me once a week, and yeah, yeah he's. Oh mate, I made a better black than him. Oh, he's fucking legend. If he's listening, he owes me a schnitzel. Always <laughs> <laughs> invite me. He owes me a couple of coffees. I think <laughs> every time I go there, I get him a coffee. Yeah, but you just learn something new about yourself when you travel. Yeah, and um, you do, and you get inspired too. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yep. just I've got no no qualms of going off somewhere by myself. Yeah, still to this day. Yeah, I no, did Japan no. in February, two yep. weeks solo. Fucking yep. magic. How good is it? But oh. how crazy is that people? realize that you're by yourself and just gravitate towards you yeah, yeah. like i met so many people over there that mm. i still speak to this day mm. you know like it's a different, different group of people though you know like i feel like and it's the same like if you go camping out these people that go camping or like people that do solo trips and that they're so just like bubbly and open and yep. want to want to just meet people and you know learn Energy, about people bro. and cultures and you know yeah if fuck you know you meet him for three hours and you'll never see him again man but it's just you just get mad energy there's from just him. no rules yeah. in bali that's what i like about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen that oh, when was it it was the well so it was two years ago so two there was on grand final night and i still haven't seen that game no. <laughs> i was gone yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I was, it's an I was, interesting place yeah no i loved it so yeah it was a good healing process yeah, how did you. photography come into all this by accident yeah <laughs> legit by blessing yeah yeah um i actually got the new iphone uh, 11 pro and i was just out taking some snaps one night and i was actually on the footy field just got through a bit of a fitness session by myself and uh, i was there over at spears point there's that little jetty at the side there and just taking some snaps of sunset and 
sent it on my Snapchat and a few people were like, oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, yeah, righto, whatever. And then next night I went down to Newcastle Beach and I was getting some photos of all the, the reflections of the water and the lights and that and did the same thing and everyone's like, oh, it's pretty cool. And um, I, was in a, I was in a relationship at the start of the year and oh, I suppose for privacy of that person, I won't delve into it, but um, a fair bit happened in that regard and um, I suppose photography was a tool to help that person. Um, but also it was helping me go through that process as well. And, um, one thing led to another and then I went and bought a camera and then I gave that a go. And then, um, and then that, that camera wasn't probably that crash. So one of my friends lent me her camera, which was a bit better, (laughs) could actually take a photo. And then I just kept snapping away. And then a friend was like, Oh, you should, um, should create a Instagram page. And I was like, whatever whatever anyway i thought about it and i was like yeah anyway this person i was in a relationship with was going through some stuff and i kept on saying you know you're only gonna get better than yesterday anyway and that's that's why yeah. my instagram page is better than yesterday that was and, my ne- that was my next question yeah well that answers <laughs> that but it wasn't just for that person it was also for me because I, I needed to get through that as well and um and then yeah i was i followed this guy he's one of my best mates now um he's his instagram page called droned out photography his name's sam and Mate, I was in awe of his stuff and I've always wanted a drone. And anyway, I was there one night and I messaged him. I said, hey, man, I'm interested in getting a drone. Can you recommend anything? He goes, yeah, man, right, right, send me some deets. And the next day I was at um, JB Hi-Fi, bought a drone and away I went. And the, the amount of people that I've met through doing this is insane. Yeah. Like last Friday night we did our – I did my first exhibition night. That was so good. But the other 11 people I did it with, all my friends that I do photography with, but, yeah, the – the things I've been granted with and been blessed with to be able to do, like I did, did um some, I did a bit of work for New FM Radio. I did five weddings in one day with them. I've I did the Rip Curl Grom search with Tez McKenna, and um, I did the Matara Classic with Tezza, and um, yeah, just family photo shoots. And I don't know. I guess I've just always tried to remember why I started. Mm. You know, this wasn't about money. This wasn't about. Mm trying to become famous or anything like that this is this was about me becoming a better version of that person i was telling you who i was 12 months ago yeah and that's why i'm just getting better than keep i'm still growing i still make mistakes um still not yeah i'm still not it's passion and purpose yeah bro. for you sure found, man but you've already got a career you know you got your kids you got all this yeah internal stuff and now you've found a passion and purpose for photography. Yeah, I love it. That's allowed you to be connected to your community. Oh, for sure. How does it does it get any better? It doesn't get any better. Like I've lived here my whole life, man. I love this city so much. Like, you know, I'm it's never going to forget the '97 '01 Grand Final. <laughs> I'm good mates Robbie Davis and that, and he'll never let me forget that. But, no. but I just I'll never forget what this community's done for me. Like, how how lucky are we to live here? We have got some of the best beaches in the world. I live five minutes from the beach. Mm. It's just the best, but. I found that getting up to watch sunrise and finish the day on sunset, that really, really helped me. And I, I was saying that to you boys when I was um, on my way here. I was listening to Oe's podcast that he did with you guys a couple of months ago. And, you know, there's a similar message to what he's doing with Chase Energy. And mm. um, I'm a big believer in that energy from the sun and that, you know, that first thing of a morning, just having a coffee by the beach or a mm. swim. Or I get, I get the same thing of doing my photography. Yeah. That's why we do it. As that's humans, right. that's what I, I believe that's what we chase. Yeah, as humans, it's helped me. Spiritual adrenaline, spiritual energy. Yeah, 
for other people, places and things. Oh, I agree. Like what, it doesn't matter what it is. Do you know what I mean? I was saying to Tez this morning, I said, fuck, I love going down the beach now. I can just wax some boardies and a singlet on because in winter, when you're, going yeah. down, when you're going down to do photos of the morning, it's two degrees. It's not much fun. She's fresh. Well, that's like all through winter at Blue Door, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. There'd be like, there'd be no the, the three or four of us and maybe another like group of two or three and yeah. that's it, you know? She's fresh well, I put, down there. I put that photo up. There's a few of the boys in the background yesterday yeah. that photo I put up, so... Yeah. I was saying yes, I'll have to pop down and have a coffee with you. Yeah, I'm always down there. But but no, the the growth since I started that Instagram account to now, so overwhelming. Mm, like, it's just insane. And, you, know, and I've grown from it too. Like, I look back at photos from the start, scroll back down and I just go, yuck, that is disgusting. Uh, yeah, but that's, but that's, that's, but that's the growth. From, yep, you exactly know, like right. You look at, what is it, like, um, you know, where Apple started from in a garage, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just, uh, that's just where it starts, you know. So true. And the end is just wherever you want to end it, really. Yep. So, so I um I seen one of your photos actually. I think it's of um of the pump station at might be Merriweather Bars mm -hmm. and the reflection in the water down yeah. below it. Yeah. That's actually off my phone. Fucking mm -hmm. mint. Yeah, it's off my phone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hectic. Yeah, I was with the boys one. I was a while ago, and um, they were splashing around there and. Oh, that's a pretty cool shot and yeah. took it on my phone i love i love water reflection stuff yeah. that's how mm. i first started so you know just yeah you can get your phone in different in all these different angles obviously you can actually tip it if you go like tip it that way yeah. mm. um so your phone's for oh. listeners your phone's opposite and um yeah you can get your you get your camera right on that water so it's yeah it's pretty cool man yeah. but yeah i actually had that that photo at my expo on friday night yeah sold, so yeah, yeah no. it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's yes. it is. So, what programs and stuff do you use? Uh, not much. Nah. nah, there's a program called uh, Snapseed, and I use Lightroom as well. And yeah, okay, Lightroom. I don't know. I try not to do too. I try not to edit too much. I yeah. try not to over edit. I try to keep it as natural yeah, as possible. It's got to be authentic. I think so. Especially and coming from the city you live in and stuff. Yeah, you know, like I think I've gone down a different path. Like I got a lot of friends. They'll take photos of like photos top down of like say a surfer or a beach and that and. I suppose I've kind of gone the opposite. Probably the last couple of weeks, I've really tried to focus on Newcastle. Yep. I think you know you'll see a lot of my posts have been that Newcastle, whether it's mm. you know some somewhere around that that scenic view or whatever it may be. But I've really kind of gone down that way because I'm so passionate about it, and I think it relates to my audience that I have on my page, and that's what I'm trying to achieve. But you know, I've had a lot of people even just say it's not just the picture that you post; it's it's how you, you how you word it with your quotes or yep. what you're trying to deliver. So that's important. cool. Yeah, so I'm very mindful of what I, I type. It's because of the passion, like behind. You, this is your town. This is where yeah. you grew up. Yep. This is you know. Yep. Like there's so much. Like you can put so much into it because you know every detail about the photo. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that and you're doing it from the heart. Yeah. yeah. So that's you can right. you can speak and and. You can write below that picture, yep. like so much more, you know, meaningful stuff because yeah. it's coming from from the heart. That's know? right. I think the last, oh, the last five weeks has just been this unbelievable journey mm. by far. So I feel it's like it's crazy. gone fast. Yeah, yeah, because like you did the lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I wanted to touch yeah, on next. Go, Obviously, yeah. the pinnacle is the picture you did for lifeline and yeah. how did you, how did you start that like was it just a thing where you thought oh, I'll, I'll earn a couple of grand for lifeline and put the picture out and it just blew yeah. up but obviously well, my conversations we'll just have them before in regards to my own mental health and i've kind of come out the other side mm. you know i'm pretty proud of that um 
I suppose, unfortunately, last year, um, my best mate committed suicide. Um, that was really hard. That was, and it was a little bit similar to Mum's story. We kind of lost that connection there a bit as well for a while. And I suppose there's that regret of not reaching out either. And um, yeah, I was in Sydney last year. At um, I was actually at a Parramatta South game on a Friday night, and and um, I got the phone call the next morning off the boy's mum just tell me what had happened, and yeah, just ripped me, ripped me heart out, and. Um, yeah, we were able to go to a viewing before his funeral of him and we were all able to have some time with him, again, open coffin and, you know, to, to, it was just so, un, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't seem real. Like he had, a, at the time he had his he, he had his daughter and I just couldn't believe what he'd done. Like, you know, I knew he had some demons, but, you know, he had a loving partner, beautiful family, um, an awesome job in the mines, loved his footy, didn't mind a beer, didn't mind a punt. But, yeah, he's the last person out of my friendship group I thought would ever do that. So I've actually even got a tattoo on my ankle. So I designed that. I'm in there and um, there's a few of us that have that. And yeah, it just says Benny Wilson and um, there's a wave there in the sun. And, you know, we, we grew up surfing together and that. And So that was the connection there. But I, I put it there because it's a constant reminder. What do you do every day? You put your shoes put and socks on. on. Mm. So I see it every day. And, yeah, that, that, really, that really hurt me and... Um, I still, I suppose I still don't understand why he done it, but you know, he didn't like leave a note or anything, but yeah. And then was that um, the motivator behind the picture? Little bit, a little bit. I had a bit of, we had a bit of a, again, privacy reasons. I can't really talk about it, but we had a, we had a tragedy at, um, my school with the passing of a student. And then it was uh, a couple of nights later, I was laying in bed. It was four o'clock in the morning. I heard this screaming. And it was a young girl. I'm like, fuck, no, that's not right. And straight away, instinct took over. And I ran out, middle of the street, this young girl, she's screaming. She just kept on saying, you need to make him breathe, you need to make him breathe. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, she grabbed my arm, went to take me inside. And the next minute, all these cops and ambos rocked up. And um, they ran upstairs and, you know, couple, you know, probably 30 seconds later, come back down and said he was gone. And so, yeah, she worked at a, a pub, come home, come home and, yeah, boyfriend hung himself. So, oh, no. yeah, so I stayed with her for a couple of hours, and yeah, that that really got me to be honest. Yeah, you know, and that you know the the copper said to me, he goes, "Good on you, man." Like, out of like, I live in a really busy street, and you know, of that entire street, I was the only person that went out. But that was just that's just who I am. Mm. You know, can't hear a young girl out there screaming for help and not go. No. So no, yeah, so and then that was on the that was early Sunday morning, and I was driving to work and. I was just like, this is bullshit. Like, why, why do people do this? Like, why do people think that, that, that their final thought is they, they've got no other choice but to, to exit this world? And I thought, what could I do? And um, I already had this, I already had that print. And that, that one I did, it was actually on Father's Day because I didn't get my boys till a bit later on. And everyone knows that strip from Merrywood to bar is actually, mm. it's always busy. Yeah. And there was no one on there this morning. And then next to me, this person just popped up and, already had my drone in the air so i took the shot and i thought that's a really good message for mental health because okay yes that picture looks like one person on the beach but that person has family might have a partner might have kids bosses colleagues teammates whoever mm. so yeah and then i thought well, what could i do and yeah i suppose my goal was just to raise a thousand and 
um, Lindsay Walker. He's been on here as well. Yeah. And, uh, he's he's an inspiration. That bloke. he's a fucking go getter. Yeah, he just signed me up for the next New One Hundred. Yeah, <laughs> better start training. <laughs> so, the full hundred. Yeah, I'll get it. I'm looking for sponsors. I'm talking Bonds, Nike, everything. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'll do it. So yeah, and um, yeah, I only wanted to raise a thousand. After having a conversation with him, I thought that's pretty reasonable for. Someone like myself. Again, this wasn't about me trying to grow my Instagram no. account or trying to become get that blue tick or whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. So um yeah, so I come up with a bit of a plan and I thought, oh, old grand final and our grand final it's a good good night to launch it. I thought I'll just run out old school like the footy and just do a hundred club, ten dollars a number and um <laughs> thousand bucks before kickoff. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Bonkers. Wow. Absolute bonkers. I couldn't believe it. And I was with my mate. I do photography with. I was at East House watching the grand finalists. So what am I going to do? He goes, "Oh, let's do another hundred. See how you go." And before lunchtime the next day, up to two grand, and then just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And I can't believe it. But even in even in that time frame, the things that occurred in that two weeks is crazy. Mm. Like there was a a guy from Newcastle, Nick Slater. He was the surfer that got killed up in the. Up in Goldie, yeah. So I went. I got a few mutual mates, and they asked me if I'd I'd do his paddle out. So I made a video for them, which is pretty cool. That, yeah, that was a really, really humbling experience to be able to do that for his grieving family and friends. Yeah. So I did that, and um, and then even mid midway point in my lifeline, I went down to Nobby's Beach one day, and I wrote six thousand. Oh, it was like six thousand and forty dollars or something. I wrote it in the stand up. Every time I announced what I was up to, I tried to do something cool. So I rode in the sand, hovered my drone over it, and then flew it up really quick to reveal it. Anyway, and I thought that was cool. Anyway, and I just did a few other photos at Nobby's Beach that morning. And um, when I finished work, there was a – that morning I was, I was actually at the lifeguard tower at Nobby's and I was talking to a few of the boys and that. And um, yeah, Later that afternoon, there was a thing coming on Facebook, oh, a 57-year-old lifeguard dies at Nobby's Beach. And I'm thinking – I was at Nobby's Beach this morning. What? And I knew I had this photo of this lifeguard. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. But yeah, I did. It's yeah. crazy. And um, I thought, you know what? It's him packing up the flag or something? Or he was, was he putting, putting it down. He was actually yeah. about to go out for, for a session. Yeah. Um, he was doing some training. And I knew I had it. I thought, no, nah, I'm going to be respectful because I was with those boys that morning. I put it on my page and pay my respects. Anyway, I posted that just before I got in my car. Hadn't even made it to John Hunter. And his best, one of his best mates messaged me. He said, mate, that's Dale Laverty in that photo. The bloke that just died. I pulled over. Started bawling my eyes out. I was gone. Absolutely gone. And then he asked me for my number. And then a group of his mates was with his wife. Um, and they just asked if I could, if the, they had permission if, to give my number to MBN and the Herald, um, which was fine. And it was very overwhelming. Um, and then, yeah, the next day it was front page of the paper. And... Um, yeah, that I, I the next morning I knew it was I knew because I had to go to footy training because I coached a girls rep side and I went to train. I, I remember I couldn't even focus. Mm. I, I had to get my assistant coach to take over. I couldn't do it, and I was getting all these messages and phone calls. And I knew it was going to be front page of the Herald the next day, and I couldn't sleep that night. I went down the survey the next morning, and I remember I walked. I knew where the paper was. I walked in and I turned, looked at it, and I started crying. The lady behind the counter, you all right? And then I explained the story, and yeah, and I went into Mitch Revs the next day, and. Got those two photos printed up for the family for his funeral, and mate, I can't speak highly enough of Mitch Rez Gallery and Mitch Rez himself and Kelly that works there. They, she dropped. He's got an exhibition in a couple of weeks, and Kelly that works there, she actually dropped everything 
and got those two pictures printed and framed in an hour mm. for that family. Yeah, wow. And then, that's just yeah. speaks volumes of the Newcastle community. community crazy, what, man. What, what, they, what we do for each yep. other yep. in, in no matter what circumstances are. But it's that Novocastrian. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was actually lucky enough. To, I got invited to the family home that afternoon to present those to them. And, yeah, it's amazing. And then I got, in, I, got, I got invited to the funeral, which I decided to watch online instead just to give them some time. And then they asked me if I'd go. They, he did a paddle out as well where they spread his ashes and that. And so I went to that as well. I made a video. I went back to his wake and um, met his family and friends a bit more and got to know a bit more about him. And I've just struck up this amazing relationship with his family. And they've had, even on Sunday this week, we're actually going to a family breakfast. And yeah, yeah I'd really well. like to keep that relationship going. And to me, it's really important. How special is that? Yeah. yeah. So that was like the halfway point of life, this lifeline thing I was doing. So. So I guess I kind of had to refocus and, and finish that off. And oh, just the amount of people, I can't get over the amount of people that reached out to me or just this amazing feedback for what I was doing or, oh, hey, Maddie, just, just let you know that what you're doing, you have inspired me to, to get out of the house or to go seek help from Lifeline or whoever or whether it's relationship or work-based or mental health. It was... Oh, it's unbelievable. I'm still getting it. I've got a message today for a lady. Yeah. This yeah. is a conversation like and I've had off like offline too, like with uh, people I've been hanging out with. Like you just don't understand how many people are going through things. No. Like you don't yeah, no one can put a grasp on it. Like yeah. you think you're going through things, trust me, every yeah, everyone is just struggling or going through certain things in their life and yeah. you know, like when if someone listens to one episode and and they and they get something from it, you know, and you'll get a DM or, or whatever on our social media. It's yeah, it's, it's just pretty crazy, is that? It is, and you know, it's yeah. The ones, the silent ones, like you know, I had a we were doing a podcast, I think here like maybe a month and a half ago, and one of my mates, um, he messaged me during it anyway, and when we read it at the end of the podcast. He said that um, one of his friends had actually put himself into rehab and had oh. just like listened to our first episode and just was like boom you know and literally was like like by the first night had just yeah like had pretty much done our whole like our, every single show that, that we'd done yeah and it was just like getting so much out of it and was just making him more determined to better himself in yeah. his life you know and and that's the ones that you, you don't hear about that that are yeah. just so good man i know yeah. what you mean that's even like lifeline they're actually putting me through all these training programs the next few weeks i just signed up to one. yeah how good on the eighth i'm doing it same yeah there you go I'll be with you. how crazy is that yeah yeah uh, they straight to me community connected yeah course, why yeah. not yeah, pretty exactly. much pretty much doing it now. So you might as well be trained properly in how to talk to people. But there's so many things that we don't take into consideration that that you need to learn around the mental health space. Like Lindsay sort of told us one, like it's yeah. about about when you when people say um, someone commit or want to commit suicide, mm. it's not commit suicide. Yeah, because it's not an offence yeah, to do it. Just it's just suicide. Yeah, and like. I'm really conscious about that now. Yeah, because I think I might have said it a few times here, but yeah, oh, it's, it's, just, it's conscious. It's so embedded in our yeah. in our speech, yeah. but um, you know, it's it's true though, and mm. that's what made me like um, I got like a phone call from um Dean from Lifeline yeah. as well, and he said to me like, and I was having a mad yarn to him, and I said to him, yeah, fuck, it's definitely yeah, why not? I de jumped at de it. Definitely something I need to learn. Why not? Like, um, especially if people are going to reach out, like, because it. 
look, some people don't even want, want you to fix them. They just want you to listen. listen. Yeah. Yep. You could just be about. simple. Could just be sitting and go and have a coffee at the beach. Yeah. Yep. Or even just texting like this. This new texting that Lifeline's got. It's, that's perfect for like kids, like teenagers, mm. adolescents, and that mm. that are going through a hard time because yeah. they're. Social skills aren't that great because no. it's because it's social. And that's media. their way of communication. But if they, days. I'd rather a kid talk to me via text than not you know, at all, not at all. Yeah, shutting off completely. So, so yeah. yeah, so I'm pretty proud to be doing that, and yeah, it's pretty cool, man. But I guess this experience, this lifeline thing, I've gone. I think it's really give me a clear, clear path of where I want to head with my photography. I really want to link it in with that mental health stuff. Yep. Um, if I can keep doing that, man, then. You know, I'm on the right right track, I think. What did you Definitely. end up reaching with that picture? Ten. Ten, Ten. gram. How good is that? Unbelievable. Did you draw it yet? Yeah. yeah I didn't win. win. Didn't boys. <laughs> I fucking was nah. watching. All right, I was man. watching. That was cool. We'll wrap it up there. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, best, I suppose the best thing about that, well, again, it wasn't about me, but to finish it, like I had Mitch Revs and Scott Harrison, uh, Daily Salt, They're both them two boys, they're the reasons why I kind of started photography or had that interest and yeah, both them boys come to that, come announce the two winners for me for my draw. So How good is that? Get to get to meet them, man, oh, it was that was the perfect way to finish something like that because it was, I suppose, a little bit about me as well at the end, yeah. which was cool, man. So there's always um, stuff behind it, like you said about the pictures that you do get, like and the it's what you, the content that you put with them mm. makes them makes them so meaningful. Yeah, yeah. photos just, a photo, but yeah. you put a photo with a with yeah, a that's right. with a caption behind yeah. it and, and that sort of thing. It, it just yep. brings it alive. Yep. Now now you have interest from the public. Yeah. Um, do you have future goals to channel more awareness in what you do? Yeah, most definitely. I suppose, oh, like we just touched on there, I think just keep keep kind of doing what I'm doing, but keep growing with the community as well and. Um, you know, like I've gone and volunteered a fair bit. Like I went, um, obviously being a special ed teacher, I went and volunteered at Surf in the Spectrum the other week. Yep. Uh, spent some time down with the kids and uh, made them a little promo video, and which I'm happy to do. And again, like I said, I don't do this for money or recognition. I just like giving back to the community and whatever I can do is cut other businesses that I'm helping, um, helping Philip Anderson and start up a surf school soon and just get some snippets of that. I think what she does for community is amazing and, you know, and I had um, like Lambton Park Hotel, they ran me today, helping them out as well. They're out the road, and you know, same thing. I help them out, and you know, I don't, I don't do this to make money. I just like giving back. You can only keep what you got by giving it away. Exactly right. I'm a yep. big believer in that. Yeah, I think so. Yep, I'm a big believer in it. How Absolutely. good's the community, man? How good? I just love like Newcastle, community. man. Just so good, shit, you know. So it's, it's even you, you boys be the same with your social media. I don't care how many likes they get. It's the people that it reaches. Yeah, you know that's. I don't look for likes. I look for how many, how much I've reached because, you know, I try to put try to put some pretty clear messages out there. And yeah, it's a pretty special feeling. You know, yeah, you know, you might help someone get out of bed and go see a sunrise mm. or yep, go to the gym or go speak to someone. I'd, cool, I'd just do it because I know how it makes me feel. Yeah, I can, I can jump feeling. on with you. I can jump on you with me best mate. And someone that I've known for fucking how many years, oh, now. but not talk open and honestly as yeah. males. Yeah, you can, that's right. Well, that's, you can't, you know, like I do it. That's the first time I've tried in a while. So. <laughs> Vulnerability, bro. That's, that's the best. Got me. But Strength. like that's that's a, that's a reward for me. So whoever yeah. it reaches is a bonus. Yeah, that's just sure. a byproduct of what we're trying to put out. We yeah. just sit here, have a yarn on our, our experiences and, and other people's experience. If we can get you to dig deep and get vulnerable, yeah, and, and help you. You know, get out whatever you like. Uh, man, you you can't get this anywhere. No, else. I know what you mean. I guess I'm actually. I was saying this to mate the other day. I'm 
very, very comfortable in my own skin and my own, um, I suppose, errors in life and things things that occurred throughout my life to get me where I am today. Okay, not all it's been great. I haven't made the best decisions, but those those wrong judgment calls have made me stronger, mm. made me realise, okay, I need to better myself here. And for me, it's just about being a good role model for my kids, my students, you know, family and friends and my community. That's that all that's all that matters. You've definitely been that, bro. I'm, I'm trying. That for sure. I'm 100%. trying. All right, I might do the three before you flee. Oof. I've got three questions. Um, okay. Get you to touch on them before. before He's been running over his answers in the car. Let you miss the sunset. Um, uh, first one is what motivates you to wake up in the morning? Uh, yeah, definitely just that making other people, you know, feel that self worth, giving that inspiration to to start their day on a positive. Because I like to start my day super fresh, you know. Hence the name, be better than yesterday. Whatever happened the day before, I'm starting fresh the next day and forgetting about it, moving on. And, you know, whether it's coffee with friends at the beach or getting photos or going for a swim, gym, whatever, it's about starting the day on a positive and, yeah, finishing on a positive. So, but I suppose my, yeah, my biggest motivations, yeah, like I said before, my kids and my family and friends. And, you know, it's a pretty cool feeling at school. You know, even the other day, like, oh, sir, I see you on the news or, you know, I've seen in the paper or, you know, if I can motivate those kids, it's pretty special. Like I even get up to the Kiranari Hostel with Lieta and Jade and do a bit with them boys and, yeah, if I can keep inspiring that younger generation to even open up a bit about mental health or whatever, then my job's done each day. I guess like seeing you on the news and that too, like and then knowing you through through being a teacher, like it just makes them – it re-establishes that you're just a normal person. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Yep. Like it doesn't take a special someone to, to do yep. this. Like, you know, I'm normal Joe Blow. That's and, right. And I can do it. You can do it. I had know. a pretty special moment probably last Thursday. We got a photography class at school and the, the one of the, the photography teacher asked me if I'd do a presentation, which I did do. Anyway, I just, again, started at the start. And then I went into, I made a slideshow of the last few weeks, what we were just talking about before. You know, when, when I started the... Uh, five weddings for New FM and then filtered right through for the lifeguard, Nick Slater and, um, yeah, Dale Laverty and things like that and right through to the end of this new uh, the um, lifeline. And um, I even said to the – I said to these classes, there's like 25 kids in there and, you know, when you're talking and pe- you can tell people are looking at you. Mm. So the first – I remember the first five, ten minutes, the kids were just still painting away or doing what they had their heads down, not engaging, sitting there playing on their phone. Within five minutes, I reckon I had that entire class – how we are now, that eye contact, that things you don't really see from those kids. And I said to him, I said, look, I've got this photography page. I said, you guys are more than welcome to jump on and follow them. Obviously, I can't follow you back being a, being your teacher, but jump on. Anyway, so by the time I walked from, my, from that classroom back to mine, I reckon I had three quarters of that class on my page. Yeah. So obviously, whatever I said, the message I delivered got through. Got through. And even if I helped one of those, mm, that's right. done your job. Yeah, exactly so, yeah. right. I love it. Next one, what legacy do you want to be remembered for? Um, I guess just being comfortable in your own skin. Um, I've got a quote with this. I coach under 20 girls, rep team at Maitland for rep, rep touch footy. And our quote's um, being, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So I guess for me, it's um, my legacy I would like to leave is being able to communicate those inner demons, that inner thoughts. You know, if you're having a bad day, go speak to someone. 
I know if, if I can make people motivated to be that better person, again, be better than yesterday, then, you know, I'm helping that, like I said, even if that one person. But I suppose my legacy is, I guess I just want to keep, keep down this path of this mental health side of things, but connecting that with photography because people can relate to that image or what we were saying before, that, that caption that I may write or... Yep. It might even be someone just messaging me. I might even, this train that we're doing with Lifeline, mm. who knows where that's going to go. If I can keep helping people, like, it's not just the kids, it's whoever. It could be, your be- you know, a week later, your best mate could turn around and say, I want to, you know, I want to end my life or something. Or, you know, us as, as dads, mm. imagine that in, in, you know, couple, you know, 10, 20 years' time, your kid turns around and says that to you. Yeah. So it's about having that toolkit we were saying before. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Last but not least, what's next, brother? Oof. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to go around a footy next year yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, I, I re- oh, I've got I've got some big plans, I suppose, with this Instagram stuff. I'm going to get a um, going to get a web page designed up fully, just to make it a bit more accessible. And people <laughs> message me, oh, can I get that photo? And yep. yeah, have have a full. I got a mate, mine. He's going to going to set up a website for me and just make that a bit more accessible and. Um, yeah, I've kind of all my stuff's getting getting done local now. So through Mitch Rebs himself at his gallery, all my prints are printed local, frame local. I'll deliver it. Um, so I'm keeping that, and uh, I'm gonna get a get a logo made. Um, that's yeah, just that I really want to incorporate the beach, that beach vibe, and yep. keep keep the be better than yesterday. And whether it's shirts or you know stickers or whatever i just want it to be you know people people see it and they go oh that's maddie from be better than yesterday yep. yeah yeah so, like yeah and just you know i'm i'm just keep keep growing as a photographer too and you know i've only been doing this start of covid so yeah. i've got a lot to learn still and you know i'm still learning every day but yeah I, it's I, a fun it's, process i love it man yeah this is probably like i said this is the first time in my life i'm i'm comfortable doing what i'm doing yeah i, I get so much joy out of it that's yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool, what man. it's about. And then yeah. you're inspiring people. Yeah. You know, and not even. Well, I can even take my kids with me. My kids love it. My, you know, fly me drone around. The kids chase yeah. after it, or, or I'll take photos of them, or where it may be. And, or, you know, they might be playing the rock pools down there at Newcastle Bars or Merriweather or whatever. Or, you can incorporate you know, your whole life. Yeah, bang, bang. Get a few good. snaps of them. And, mm, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty cool feeling, man. But, yeah, it's, it's very humbling. Love it. Awesome, brother. Thanks for jumping on. Ah. Really inspired with what you're doing, especially around the mental health space. And ah, Thank you. Um, everything you've done for yourself, you should be proud of yourself. So thanks for taking out your time of your day and um, jumping on. It's been a good yarn. Ah, love it, boys. Nah, nice. so Keep up the good work. Where can they find you? Plug yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm on um, Instagram, so it's called Be Better Than Yesterday. And then um, my Facebook's just under Matty John. Um, I had a Facebook one for Be Better, but I think it's it's easier if I just use Maddie John's one. So yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. it's John, not John's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the Matara Classic a <laughs> couple weeks ago, and Tez was on the mic, and we said, "Oh, we got uh, Maddie John's down here from Be Better than yesterday, taking all of our snaps of our surfers." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah, like, "Maddie like, John, yeah, Johnny John, <laughs> where did Maddie John's <laughs> become a photographer?" That's what I said. Who was it? Did I say that to? Um, was it TC? Maybe Timmy Christie. Oh, yeah, I think it might have been this morning. I said, oh, we've got Matty John on. Matty John's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. A, lot, a lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah, I suppose a lot of people just see me as Matty John. But being a teacher, I've just gone the middle name. So yeah. Yeah. obviously Matty Richards. But yeah, I've gone Matty John, so the kids can't find me on there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nice. yeah, but yeah, jump jump on there. And yeah, if you ever want any prints or anything or family photo shoots or anyone getting married, hit me up. I'll look after you. Just give you a, 
Give me a top deck uh, discount. Top deck 20. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Nah, I really appreciate having me, boys. And yeah, keep up the good work. Nah, man. Love what you're doing. Coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. That was sick. That was mad, yeah, bro. That was cool, bro. Fucking freaks.